0: So, Lucas, I usually start the podcast with a joke. Sometimes it's a how many, whatever does it take to screw in a light bulb. Sometimes it's something different. But my understanding is this time you have a joke for me.
1: I do have a joke for you. And my coworkers know I often have jokes. And so I apologize if they've heard this one before. But, uh, Patrick, why did the old man fall into the well?
0: I do not know. Why did the old man fall into the well?
1: He didn't see that well. (laughs) (laughs) You don't necessarily have to have a sonic logo to have a sonic identity. In fact, I would be so bold as to say, we all have sonic identities. It's just a question of, are you designing them intelligently? Are you thinking about them with the ideals you want to represent? Or are you just putting music out there just to put music out there?
0: I'm Patrick Pacheco, and you're listening to Season 3 of In Good Companies from Cadence Bank, the podcast where we've got your best interest at heart. Because at Cadence, we're much more than a provider of financial services. We're a lifetime partner driven by your success. Everyone is vying for our attention. We're bombarded with videos, tweets, billboards, commercials, emails, Instagram posts. Every company is trying to catch your eye. One way to break through the clutter is to focus on ears instead. How does that sound? On today's episode, we're diving into Sonic branding what it is, how it works, and why it needs your attention. Plus, we'll break down our own Sonic branding to show you how to think about your own. To guide us through this world of audio, we reached out to the people who have been on the forefront of Sonic branding for 25 years. Made Music Studio.
2: We are a global sonic branding agency, our mission being to create music and sound that is iconic, enduring, and effective for our clients.
0: We caught up with two members of the Made Music team to find out more about the power of sonic branding.
2: I'm Stephanie Hunt, Group Account Director here at Made Music. Thanks for having me.
0: And Lucas, how about you? Could you introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Lucas Murray,
1: and I'm a supervising music producer here at Made Music Studio.
0: Okay, so Stephanie, you're the creative one, and Lucas, you're the really creative one. Is that probably a good way to say it?
2: I love that. Yeah, let's make that the headline.
1: I won't claim that. We're all equally creative here. My brain might be a little more scattered in thought. If that's what you mean by creative, then yes.
0: (laughs) That's exactly what I mean by creative. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you might be thinking, sonic branding sounds like a fancy way to say jingle. But a sonic brand is more than just a single piece of music.
2: In short, I would say that sonic branding is all about the strategic use of music and sound. We think of sonic identities as systems, and a parallel that we draw is between sonic identity systems and visual identity systems. So if you think about maybe a favorite brand of yours, I'll use one in particular that comes to mind easily, a brand with a pair of golden arches. You might think of that visual logo that they have right off the bat. Perhaps that's the first asset that comes to mind, but of course it's much more than that. You might think of a particular color scheme. You might think of some typography, some iconography that they use maybe even a photography style, right? So it's about this entire system of visual branding that ultimately adds up to an idea in your mind of that brand and that affinity that you have for it. And when we think about sound and music and creating a sonic identity, it's kind of exactly the same sort of thinking.
0: In some cases, that identity is crystallized into something that Made Music calls a sonic logo.
2: Often it's the case that it's a Sonic logo that kind of anchors that system. A Sonic logo is a two to three second piece of music. It's that distinct memory cue that you can quickly hear and it reminds you immediately of a brand like Hayden's Bank. But then we think about the whole system. So what is the experience that a customer hears when they walk into, for instance, a bank branch? Is their music playing overhead? What about when they walk up to an ATM? What about when they interact with your mobile app? What
1: it is, is how you consistently represent yourself with music and audio. Is your sonic identity coherent and unified and expressing what you want to express? Or is it maybe just an afterthought and and not really a coherent system, is the question.
0: While Made Music Studio has been around for almost 25 years, sonic branding is still under the radar for many people, including marketers.
3: When we were developing our new brand, I didn't really know that it was called Sonic Branding or how to go about getting it.
0: If you listened to our last season, you may recognize that voice.
3: I'm Jackie Hooper, Chief Marketing Officer for Cadence Bank.
0: Jackie is a marketing expert. She led the charge on our massive rebrand when Bancorp South and Cadence joined forces to create a $50 billion bank with more than 400 locations. If you want to hear the full story of that rebrand, check out Episode 8 of Season 2. But when Jackie went looking for help with Sonic, she realized that she didn't even know what to call it.
3: You know, every time we develop creative work for radio, television, video, and more, I knew that we needed sounds, music beds, and things that we could consistently add into our creative materials. And on our RFP materials, I referred to this as our audio voice. I said, we need an audio voice. We need something that represents what you can hear and think of with Cadence Bank. And I got a lot of questions from the agencies that we were reaching out to. They didn't know what that was. They said, what is an audio voice? And then when I finally explained what they were looking for, they said, you want a sonic brand, Jackie. That's what you're looking for.
0: What was it that made it particularly important for us to have a, a Sonic brand at that time?
3: You know, brand is so important. It's so much more than a logo or a tagline. It's the essence of the company. It's who the company is, what they deliver, and the value that they bring to the table. Sonic was an important element of that.
0: What did we want our Sonic brand to do? I mean, what is it we were, were wanting to accomplish?
3: So there, there were four areas and four things that we were looking to accomplish. We wanted something that was instantly recognizable and memorable, we wanted to tap into an emotional connection that sound can generate. We wanted consistency, and we wanted to make sure that we have had something that we could use across all of our platforms when someone was interacting with our brand from an audio standpoint. And then lastly, we were looking for efficiency with our creative production. Uh, I mentioned television and radio ads. We were looking for a way to be a little bit more efficient in what we do and having standard music beds and themes and Sonic logos really helps us.
0: Is there a business case that can be made for for sound and Sonic systems and why Sonic is important just from a bottom line standpoint?
2: Definitely. So a couple of points that come to mind, you know, we know first and foremost that sound is the fastest of all of our human senses. So getting down to a neuroscientific and cognitive level, sound is kind of the organizer of all of our senses, right? Because we react to it first and kind of make sense of whatever's happening around us based on that first impression. In addition to being our fastest human sense, it also stays with us about four to five times longer than visuals. We know that there is huge importance to thinking about sound. And then we consider, you know, the world we're living in these days. I think in the last 20 years, the human attention span has decreased from about 12 seconds on average to eight seconds on average, right? We're also living in a world where we've got multiple screens in front of us at all times. You know, you're, you've got your laptop in front of you to do work. You've got your phone in your hand, maybe a smartwatch on your wrist. Maybe there's a television in the background. There's so many things vying for your attention, right? While our attention spans are shortening. So it's really about thinking intentionally about how we want to reach people and kind of create that emotional response. We kind of, we actually call this the era of invisible brands that we're living in almost, right? If we're not showing up in audio, are we showing up as a brand at all?
0: The sheer number of places where businesses use sound is a compelling case for Sonic. So what are some of the touch points your audience interacts with the Sonic brand?
1: It depends on the brand, but obviously in a more audio-forward world, we're talking about what we're doing right now, podcasts. You're talking about apps, online assistance, call centers, even mobile payments. Obviously, also the more traditional area of kind of broadcast advertising or web advertising. You mentioned earlier, if there is a storefront, that's a place for Sonic branding too. You know, it doesn't always have to just mean you're putting the Sonic logo asset in this place. It could mean that you are making intelligent playlist choices for your space. Anywhere a company can represent itself in sound is the touch point that we are thinking about.
2: Yeah. Anywhere your brand exists, where there's any kind of speaker, we have a responsibility to think about how we're sounding there.
0: And if you think you don't need a sonic identity, you're in for a surprise because you've already got one.
2: We know that there is an 86% correlation between the sound and experience makes And the listener's desire to either return to or avoid that experience in the future. So what that tells us is as a business, as a brand, it is critical to think about sound. Because whether you're thinking about it and being intentional or not, the sounds of your experience are going to have that impact of either pulling people in or pushing them away.
1: Your brand, whoever you are, if you're a business, you're probably already making audio choices, on some level. You do choose to use certain pieces of music. Maybe you have an app and you did choose to put that app sound in it. So in a way, brands are naturally just by virtue of us living in an audio world, making choices about how they're going to represent themselves with sound. Now, you can either do this sort of intelligently, deliberately, and maybe formally in designing a sonic identity system, or you can kind of do it one-off haphazardly, you know, this one editor chose this piece of music, this other one chose this piece of music, and it kind of doesn't lead to what you're after, which is brand recall and attribution.
2: And it's critical too, right? Because we know about that 86% correlation, whether you're thinking about and being intentional or whether it's happening by accident, right? You're gonna send someone away with an emotional takeaway. And it's better to have some influence and control ideally over what that is.
0: I'm curious, you're in the in the creative field, the marketing field, but you're having to talk with and work with other areas of the bank. Did everybody get it? Or was there a little bit of a kind of the one eyebrow up? We're going to do what approach?
3: They did not get it. Did not make sense. And it didn't make sense until you put it in a format that someone can understand. And by giving them current examples of other companies that do this, that really helped bring it together. We had to do a lot of explaining, a lot of communication, and really had to bring our executives and our company along with us in developing Sonic. It's unique in our industry for us to have this, and so we are paving the way with some of our brand and marketing support and being leaders in this space. It's something we're very proud of, but we had to do a lot of work to bring everybody along with us.
1: What will make a sonic identity system successful? Does the sound match the brand? Is the sound portraying the meaning and emotion you want to portray as a brand? And does that meaning and emotion match up and elevate your audience's perception of the brand?
2: During development, we like to ask ourselves, as we're developing this original sound and music, could this be for any other brand?
0: The new Cadence brand was built on the shared values of the two merging banks.
3: So some common themes that we heard across the board were both organizations were focused on relationships. We were customer-centric organizations. We were both heavily focused on doing what is right and creating great places to work. And then we're proud to support our community. So those were some of the key themes that rose up.
1: I can't recall who said this, but somebody said, I bank with the banker not with the bank. And I think that that is like a really great summary of what this music is doing. It's far more human than you might expect a corporate sonic identity to be. You hear a lot of elements that feel natural, that feel warm, that feel like your neighborhood bank. Not the huge New York City corporate institution. This is particular to Cadence Bank, which feels like a neighborhood bank, which feels like real people.
2: But yeah, how do you take all of that and capture it in two seconds? That was a challenge.
3: I love it. I love the start. I love the first five seconds. It makes me feel good. It's catchy. It's um, unique. It's warm. It's welcoming. It's, It's all of the things that should represent Cadence. So I really enjoy that. This,
1: I think, is a particularly natural sounding theme. These are basically all real instruments. And I think that was really intentional because this is what that should feel like. Again, I bank with a banker, not the bank. You're not trying to represent an abstract idea here. You're trying to represent humanity and how good that feels.
2: we ask ourselves all the way through, could this be for any other brand? With Cadence, it was so much around. Lucas, you brought up this quote of, I bank with the banker, not the bank. So how do we make this a human sound? How do we give it the pulse of humanity to some degree, right? Of our colleagues and our teammates and our customers and set that pulse almost for this active community that we were hearing about in in speaking with Jackie and everyone at Cadence and in setting the, the tone for this new chapter.
1: Even at the start of that theme, right, it comes out very quickly and it's like, I'm hearing these percussion sounds, but what are those? If I were to pull up, you know, the the stems of this and, and play it for you, you would hear some like wood block percussion, the instrument of a woodblock playing. You would also hear a big part of this is a literal stump. It's somebody stomping and hitting a tree stump, which honestly... You wouldn't hear that naturally, but the fact of that sound is it sounds a little more real, a little more natural than maybe just a drum set. Of course, there's drum set in there later, but that's kind of the opening percussion part that sets the tone. Instantaneously, you're entered into this very natural, warm, real world.
2: Yeah, when I heard, that is a literal tree stump. I don't think we've ever done anything like that before. That's so cool. I
1: think it's the only stump we've ever recorded. (laughs) That's
2: a first for us.
1: Musical composition is about setting up expectations. And one of the most powerful tools for doing that is repetition. I could say, da-da-da. And that's all well and good. It's pretty good. But it gets better when I do it again. Da 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 That first statement of the melody happens over one chord and the second one happens over another chord that feels like a resolution. So even though it's a repetition of the same melody, the underlying harmony is changing and it feels like even in that small amount of time Three seconds, I've gone on a journey. I started here and that felt good. And I'm kind of open in the sea of possibility. And then the second part of it comes home and it resolves, and I feel like I'm home. So that's maybe a little too much of an egg-headed musician answer, but that's really what we're thinking about, you know, when you're when we're creating these things.
0: Made music develops several great options for cadence. Picking a single one was hard, but even in the world of data-driven decisions, sometimes you just have to trust your gut.
3: We were down to two options and I struggled with it for probably about a month of going back and forth. Which one should we choose? And one morning, uh, it was in December of 2021, I was driving into work and it was extremely early and it was dark outside and uh, I didn't have the radio on. I didn't have NPR on. I did not have an audio book on or anything. I was just tired from uh, from everything going on and just sitting in silence. And during the drive, I found myself humming and thinking of the theme that we have today. And I found myself I could go from start to finish with the entire piece in my head and be able to hum it out. And then I said, okay, now try to do this on your other option. I could not do it. Could not remember what it was. And it clicked for me I pulled into that parking lot, excited and energized and all, but ran into the office because I just felt so good about finally making a decision in my mind. That was a really hard one to say, what do you recommend on these final two? And for me, that's what did it. That's when I had a moment of clarity of this is what we need to do as an organization. And I felt 100% confident in the recommendation at that point.
0: I have this odd vision of Stephanie, you you knocking Lucas's hands away from the, the mixing board. <laughs> like, stop, stop. That's it. No We're more. There. <laughs> it's done. It's
1: perfect. I know. Stop.
2: Right? Like one in the morning coming in saying, I'm turning off the lights. We're going home.
0: <laughs> so you've got this amazing audio, but that's only half the battle. The question now is what do you do with it? So how how much does implementation and rollout contribute to the success of a, of a Sonic brand?
2: Oh, it is, you know, 50% of, of the formula for sure, at least. We say to our clients, you know, it's, we can go through the most strategic, intentional process with you getting to know your brand, capture that in the most beautiful piece of music. But if it sits on a hard drive or if it only gets launched in a single campaign, you know, we're just not going to be able to see the impact that we'd like to see. So... For us, in a word, it's all about consistency. We really encourage our clients to commit to saturation, to think about all of your touch points and to think about, you know, committing over time. Are you using it?
1: It's one thing to make a great piece of music, to make a great sonic logo. The way you get people to remember it and even to like it more is to use it. It's just a fact of the human brain that we like what we've heard before and you know your desire to hear that thing. As Stephanie referenced, so long as you have a positive reaction to that sound, you're going to want to hear it again and again. And the next time you hear it, you're going to like it a little more. The next time you hear it, you're going to like it a little more so that whenever that shows up in a cadence ad, if someone's heard it before, they're going to like it even more.
0: What was the rollout strategy to, to get this Sonic brand out there and, and get people to start relating it to, to Cadence Bank?
3: So our strategy was to align Sonic with the rest of the rollout of the brand. While it is a very unique branding element for a company and really amongst our competitive set, it's a part of our brand. And we didn't want to treat it entirely any different than our other brand components. So our, our Sonic right now lives in a variety of places. Of course, it lives on this podcast. It's in our radio ads that we produce. It's on television ads and television spots. It's in our videos that we do. You can see some of those online in the digital space. It's on our website. It's in social media. If you follow us on social media and see any of our posts and uh, videos and ads that we have there. We use it in events as well. And so if you go to a specific Cadence Banks event, you could hear the music that we have for a walk-on music or as part of intermission or breaks that we might have. So it's a part of what we do. It's a part of what we deliver. And over time, we will continue to build and have that memorability that comes with this piece. So repetition is key. Frequency is key. Hearing it over and over and over again. And then before you know it, Patrick, you will be humming it yourself on your drive to work one day.
0: If you're having trouble imagining how your sonic brand will work out in the world, then bring the world to you.
3: One of the things that we learned during this process was it's not enough, I think, for someone to hear the sonic theme and logo by itself. You know, so often when we're developing materials, we develop copy separate from visual, separate from actual sound, and then everything is brought together all at once. And one of the things that we learned is when you listen to Sonic by itself, uh, it doesn't make sense. You think, I, I, don't, I don't understand how this is going to work for a brand that hasn't been evolved yet. So we struggled with some of that of figuring out how to do that. And the thing that worked and the thing that really defined and unlocked how we were going to get our Sonic theme and brand and logo pushed across the finish line was contextualization. And this is something that Made Music Studio suggested that we do instead of just listening to the sounds by themselves, they took the sounds and we did, I'd like to say mock ups, to kind of see and hear and understand how they could be used in everyday life. So for example, we took one of your older podcasts and we replaced your older music with new sample options of the versions that were developed to see how that it would actually work in a real life scenario. We did the same with walk-on music for Mr. Dan Rollins. We did the same for radio spots. We even did something for Alexa if we wanted to have some of our sonic come through if we wanted to engage in that space. Call centers, we did some sample spots there. So we, we took it a step further. And when we did that, it was like a light switch. It made it really much easier for us to see the finish line, and to see what should we choose and what should we select. And that made all the difference.
0: Well, that, that, that's, that's good. Now I feel like I actually had a part in it. that I, I, I played a role. I didn't even know I played a role, in the, but I, I played a role. Once it's out in the world, you've got to see if your sonic system is resonating with customers. And Made Music knows just how to find out.
2: We have something called the ham sandwich test. And all that means, it's the idea that If you imagine, if you are our client and you imagine your customer in the kitchen making a ham sandwich, perhaps while the TV is playing in the other room or maybe it's, you know, their partner's and it has an ad playing on their phone because it's 2023, right? If that Sonic logo were to play in the other room, would the person in the kitchen know immediately who that brand is? Would they have that recall and would they have those positive feelings toward that brand?
3: One person told me that They were at home. The first time they heard it, they were at home and they were doing something around the house. They had a TV on in the background and they started to hear the first parts of our sound with the the clapping and the wood percussion that came in there. And they stopped and then left what they were doing to go and see what was on television. And that's when they first saw our TV ad that we ran. That was the very first day that our new television spot ran. Stories like that... That's really, I think, what we're going for. We're trying to have something that's unique and memorable, but to have that warmth, energy, and excitement that comes through. And so I was just really pleased to hear that, especially on the first day of our campaign.
0: So I think you know we our listeners sometimes may, may hear something like this and think, well, oh, that's all great and well, but that's for a, that's for Cadence Bank. that's for a, for a bigger company. This can't help my small company, my local company and help me convince some of our, our smaller companies that this is something that they need to think about as well.
1: I'll say this is something any company needs to think about. I think that smaller companies might conflate a sonic identity with this big formal process that that we're describing, the process that we went through with Cadence Bank may not be right immediately for a small business, but I would encourage any smaller business owners to start thinking about sound and to start knowing that whatever choices you make with music, with your in-store sounds, as you mentioned earlier, if you have a storefront, These are becoming your sonic identity. You don't necessarily have to have a sonic logo to have a sonic identity. In fact, I would be so bold as to say, we all have sonic identities. It's just a question of, are you designing them intelligently? Are you thinking about them with the ideals you want to represent? Or are you just putting music out there just to put music out there?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Some of our clients are in spaces like, you know, restaurants and retail environments. And absolutely, it's all about, you know, how would we like someone to feel when they walk in, especially in a post-2020 world where returning to spaces and especially more crowded spaces might already be colored a bit with an emotional feeling for some people. How do we create feelings of ease? How do we make people want to linger if that's the goal? Maybe in other environments, we'd rather people kind of make their purchase and get on their way. It's really dependent. But yeah, thinking about how we want someone to feel in that environment, um, how long we'd like them to stay, what we want that kind of takeaway to be is something we definitely think about.
1: There can be a lot of kind of haphazard musical clutter out there. And an instantaneous way to stand out from the crowd is just to make... Intelligent music choices. Whether you have the budget or not at at this stage for a formal sonic identity system that you have composed and designed, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but you can always be thinking
0: about sound and making intelligent choices. So there you have it a unique way to share your company's message. Sonic cuts through the noise and wins you attention in a distracted world. And whether you know it or not, you already have a sonic identity. So evaluate your touch points and the assets you already use. You don't need a big budget to have a successful Sonic identity. Once you have one, be consistent with your implementation. Familiarity leads to comfort. Repetition breeds repeat customers. With a little creativity and care, Sonic can set you apart from other brands and form lasting connections with your clientele. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Just be careful. Once you hear the power of Sonic branding, you'll start to wonder what else is possible.
3: It's interesting since we've gone through this rebranding exercise, there's another component that our company has not considered. I don't know if we want to consider it, but it's that of smell. If you think of uh, some organizations have when you walk into their actual locations, they have a certain scent, a certain smell, and there's that whole other area that we haven't even explored. So in addition to Sonic, it's caused me to start to think, well, How do other organizations out there use other senses to engage with their consumers and their brand? So
0: I don't know exactly what a bank smells like. (laughs) That may not be
3: (laughs) I don't
0: know (laughs) if you really want it to smell like money, you know, per se, but uh, that may that may be a little bit off. Thank you to Stephanie Hunt, Lucas Murray, and the whole team at Made Music Studio that helped craft this episode and our sonic identity. And thanks as well to Jackie Hooper who made it all possible. If you enjoyed the show, we'd appreciate it if you'd write a review in your podcast app. Or if you're short on time, you can just rate us five stars. It only takes a second. And while you're there, subscribe. We'd love to have you. Because when you're with us, we're In Good Companies. In Good Companies is a podcast from Cadence Bank, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. Gina Cochran is our production coordinator. Our executive producer is Daniel Cornell, with writing and production from Andrew Gannam and sound design and mixing by Ben at Lower Street Media. I'm your host, Patrick Pacheco.
2: This podcast is provided as a free service to you and is for general informational purposes only. Cadence Bank and its affiliates make no representation or warranties as to the accuracy, completeness, or timeliness of the content in the podcast. The podcast is not intended to provide legal, accounting, or tax advice and should not be relied upon for such purposes. The views and opinions expressed by the host and guests in this podcast are solely their own current opinions regarding the subject matters discussed in the podcast and are based on their own perspectives. Such views, perspectives, and opinions do not reflect those of Cadence Bank or any of its affiliates or the companies in which any guest is or may be affiliated. The production and presentation of this podcast by Cadence Bank does not imply the expression of any opinion on part of Cadence Bank or any of its affiliates.